Hello and welcome to another episode of Mostly Nothing. In today's episode, we sat down with Dr. Krishna Bata, who is a surgeon and author of book, The Journey from Life to Life. He has also released a mindfulness app called Relax with a double X on the end. We really go into what I deem to be the important questions in life such as the journey of life itself and preparing for the end of life and making that as much of a smooth transition as possible. We touch a bit on dualism and consciousness before ending on intermittent silence and any advice Dr. Krishna had on being able to implement this on a daily basis. We hope you all enjoy this episode and we have linked all of Dr. Krishna's further information in the descriptions. Thank you. Welcome to Mostly Nothing. Thank you for our listeners tuning in. Today with us we have Dr. Krishna Bhatta. Thank you so much for joining us, Doctor. Uh, we, we can't wait to learn more about what, what you do and what you've been doing. So just to kickstart things, do you think you can tell us about your personal journey uh, you know, from your medical training, being a man of science, but obviously your involvement involvement in in the more spiritual side of life. So we're very interested in just just knowing more about that. If you don't mind sharing, um, no, thank you, things. thank you very much. I I love your title, mostly nothing. You know, <laughs> so that's what I, I I work with. You know, say when I say intermittent silence, you know, when you are silent, you're into mostly nothing, <laughs> at least for for a little bit of time. Uh, but uh, my journey is uh, two journeys, both parallel. One is the journey for meditation and the other is journey for medicine. And uh, thankfully, I've done well in both of them. And in my medicine journey, England was part of it. You know, we went and did our what we call FRCS, big thing for our, us doctors there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny, I, I was a doctor and then I did FRCS, so became Mr. As you might know, being in England, yeah. and then I come to USA and become doctor again. So you know, it's like a big part of training in UK and USA has been yes, some training. I I was at Mass General in Harvard, you know, in Boston, mm-hmm. when I came from England and then came to Maine, where I uh, entered into my urology practice. Maine, Just that's now USA, I'm, USA East East Coast, right? It's yeah, like you say, it's close it's, to Boston. Right, yes, north, north of Boston, yeah. Right. So I'm chief chief of urology there. Ah. So that's my medicine journey, which is, you know, enjoyable. I, I still enjoy working there. Yeah. And um, the meditation journey also started almost close to when I entered the medical school. And I have met as many mentors in medicine as in meditation. And it has been a fascinating journey. And I always feel that you don't have to leave the world to, you know, get into a spirituality like uh, many people do. Mm. Uh, they will leave their this world and go into another world. Many people will say you have to leave materialism to become a spiritual. I'm greedy. I want growth <laughs> in both. You know? uh, we're the same. I have exactly <laughs> the same opinion. I don't really believe in the, you know, the schism, the the differentiation between between both worlds, I think everything is just connected, mm. isn't it? Right. At least that's my view of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah why not? And why not grow in both? 
you know it is it is a little harder um, but i think uh, the spiritual journey helps your other journey oh, yeah. yeah absolutely and we say a lot that even in regards to like the the science and the spiritual journey i think it's something like we both see is very hand in hand you know those two yeah. come they come in hand in hand oh yeah uh, personally like i see mo I, I see everything almost everything through a scientific mm. uh lens you know because that's just that's just how i am i've always been fascinated by science since i was a little boy and i just like to understand how things work but now later in life i'm a bit older you know well still fairly young let's say <laughs> <laughs> but a bit older and now i'm much more interested in the, in the spiritual side of life but but i'm trying to include that into my my scientific view of the world that's currently my my journey my my journey and obviously meeting people like you it's been helping uh helping yeah. a lot just knowing you know what's out mm. there mm. I, i think you you nailed it i mean the science so science has to study these things more it's like when yoga was you know when yoga at some time was part of religion which it doesn't you know i mean it's yoga is just like doing a physical exercise with a different difference so then it came into science people started studying it now it has become popular but meditation many people still have a little hesitation about it yeah, that's true. <clears throat> i see but i think it's definitely um definitely opened up like a lot more people have really looked into it and even you know the science of meditation i think oh, yeah. there's it's it's i'm just so glad like you know schools now are teaching meditation to kids there's that it's really really opened up you know 10 years ago it was still very you know almost yeah. a, a pseudo science kind of thing but yeah no i think it's very promising now and it's only going to to rise and well, and now through new technologies like functional mri now neuroscientists are are actually starting to understand what's happening in the brain when we exactly. are meditating and the benefits you you can you you can um extract from mm -hmm. from that practice and so it's it, it, it's all very exciting you know i can't really wait i think the next few decades are going to be very very fascinating in this field and that's why i decided to jump into psychology and that's why you know you're also so interested in it because yeah. i think it's such an exciting field for the, yeah. uh, the future Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. So while we're on it, um, why don't you tell us a bit about your app and how mm. that, you know, is benefiting uh, the users to experience meditation? Yeah, so the app is called Relax with 2x, you know, the emphasis on relax. You know. <laughs> relax. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we relax. all need. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it does have uh, basically five elements. Uh, so all the meditation or most of the people who teach meditation they talk about mind body body mind body balance uh, the whole concept about relax or my teaching or my learning or understanding whatever word we use is that we have three elements not just two elements and that third element i call the flame so mind body and the flame the flame of consciousness so we all have our individual personal consciousness which is part of or you know the bigger consciousness but it is still individualized and very similar to so when you say space you think of hyperspace star wars you know all those uh, space beyond us right under the sky and beyond 
But when you think of a house, what is a house? It is a space, individualized space within a big space. Hmm. So similar to that, and that space you can control. You can control the temperature, you can control, you know, how it looks, the lighting, everything else. So similarly, we all have an individual house or individual consciousness, which the word flame is easy to explain because uh, we are all born with different levels of, you know, physical body. We are all different. We Some are tall or some are, you know, short. And, yeah. and we work on that body to make ourselves fit, healthy, comfortable, dress, you know, differently. And then we have the mind, which is comes at a different level. And then we go to college, university and, and do everything. So we have been working on mind and body to become super successful but ignoring the size of the flame. And that's why many times you may be, you know, it's like a you know, brilliant doctor or brilliant nurse or brilliant scientist, still you burn out and commit suicide because you have ignored that part, which is the core strength of you. Mm. So this, uh, uh, this concept is very well, uh, you know, captured in, in the app. So these three concepts, and then of course, there is meditation and inter intermittent silence um, practices. Nice, yeah. We'll definitely um, get our listeners to check that app. We'll share some links. Yeah, so that was relax, uh, 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 double X. Dot yeah. <laughs> org. Also, you sent, you sent Well, that org is the website, and there is a download for, uh, I don't know, Apple and Google. Android. Definitely check that out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Really interested yeah. in that. I actually, I, I need you to um, share your uh, Deaf and Donuts an an analogy because I think you kind of touched on it again um, with what you were just saying. So um, we basically decided to call this episode Deaf and Donuts before <laughs> this podcast even took place um, because of this incredible analogy um, we heard. So why don't you go ahead and explain that? Well, um, in life we have choices and uh, that's uh, um, whether we live life or whether die, I mean, we can have choices. And uh, the idea of this life is uh, that we, you know, we want to enhance our life, you know, it's like we have some higher purpose. And uh, that higher purpose varies depending on where we are and fortunately we are in a situation right now like i was reading a book man's search for meaning and that's based on a man's uh, you know what his purpose is in life is but he's in concentration camp at Auschwitz, and so he is oppressed suppressed and he doesn't have any free you know freedom there and his will is to survive to meet his family i mean that's we for, we are fortunate now that we have the freedom. We can do whatever we want. We can get whatever we want. What is higher purpose for us? And just imagine in ancient times when people's purpose was to get enlightenment because they had everything. They could get everything. And, you know, what does Warren Buffett need? You know, a few more dollars? I mean, mm -hmm. no. Yeah, an extra billion or two. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not going to so, make a huge difference. So the purpose changes from where we are. So, so the idea was, you know, I was going to give a talk in library and this topic, you know, she, the librarian said death and donuts. So that's how the thing came. But the whole idea is like, uh, 
I go to, uh, we have, you know, Tim Hortons or Dunkin' Donuts uh, in USA, those... Krispy Kremes over here. <laughs> yeah, we also got those. Krispy Kremes over here. And I, I know, suppose I know you, you like something, I like honey curlers. So I go there, I pick honey curlers and coffee and get out. That doesn't mean the other donuts don't exist. Mm. They also exist. And and just because someone has got diabetes, they don't go to donut store. Still, that exists. So a lot of things exist in our life that we may or may not know, but we can pick and choose in our life. Like uh, I can pick and choose who I interact with. I can pick and choose who, which patients I can remember more. So I pick and choose things that inspire me. The others, it doesn't mean that the people who have been abusive to me don't exist. But they don't have to be my, you know, choice, right? I mean, they don't have to be my honey curler in the life. I love that so much. Wow. It's I know, so, so true, is though. It? It's so true. Yeah. You know, you, you choose where you give your energy. You really do. And yeah. And you might have met people who will only remember the, you know, the chili donuts that doesn't exist but you know i mean if there was a chili donut you know i mean somehow they will pick that one i i don't know why but you know i choose not to right i leave the chili donut on the and you gotta respect that difference in the end that's why it's so yeah, important just, sometimes to take not th take things others say about us too seriously because in the end we all have different opinions we're all different and it's a personal choice if you get offended or or if it affects you. That's that's yeah. kind of on you, right. right? And everyone likes different flavor well, donuts. It, <laughs> but it it affects the rest of your life. If you have things that inspire you, you surround yourself. You know, like say my you know I often say my work inspires, my colleagues inspire, my patients inspire me. Does it mean that the other ones don't exist? They do, but you know I just choose to. Well, I shouldn't say ignore them, but you know, not bring them in my life. You know? so, yeah. you know, and uh, then my life is, you know, getting energy rather than draining energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and all, all so, these yeah. themes, they kind of. Oh, sorry, sorry, Doctor Kushi, you go. No, you it's, go. I mean, you can say selfish. You know, it may be selfish. You know, but you can say Buddha was selfish. You know, he left his home, and went in pursuit of something that he wanted to achieve. Right. So. So some selfish, it's okay, you know, if you term that. But uh, because it makes me happy, if I'm happy, my surrounding is happy, right? And, and we we can't be totally selfless. If someone, even someone that I don't know, uh, says he's totally enlightened, let's say, even in, in in those situations, you can't be totally selfless. You, you still need to look after yourself, your body. I know. Your I, I, Most I, importantly, yeah. like it's the first I totally, thing. I'm, I'm against that word selfless. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> We're on the same selfless. page. <laughs> because even those people who are enlightened, if you look from outside, they're not really selfless. Why are they always happy? You know? yeah. They're yeah. doing, I, yeah, they're doing what they want and what they need. Yeah, they they have come to a size yeah. size of flame coming to a or level of flame where there is unhappiness doesn't exist, burnout doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. so they just push it away or just see it going, basically. Yeah. They don't even have to push it, it away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like Buddha doesn't get angry. 
you know, it's as simple as that. You know, I mean, he can see anger in other people. He can probably see anger coming somewhere, but, you know, he can choose, like, there is a story in, you know, one of these stories, Ram and Ramayan. I don't know if, uh, if you have heard of that, Ram and Rama. Mm. You know, it's one of the epics of India. But I love this story that he uh, needed a bridge over between India and Sri Lanka, you know, uh, where Ravan was. So there was this bridge needed and he didn't know how to get the bridge done. And uh, so he was uh, praying to the sea god, Varun it's called. And, and Varun didn't want to give him any importance, you know, he said, okay, I mean, who cares, you know, I mean, you want a bridge, I mean, why should I help you? That kind of thing. And uh, so then it says that he used anger. So, you know, so he is also, he can use anger if he wants to. And then, of course, you know, when he was angry and he threatened to, you know, dry up the ocean, then, of course, you know, the thing, I mean, he had that power. So you ha you have that power, but you're not always using it, you know. But when you have to, then... Um, and there are some stories in, in in Christianity, like Jesus had to, took the whip and... Uh, so these people, yeah, even if they have to use anger, they have to work to get the anger, you know, come on, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I totally understand that. It's needed, it's needed. Yeah, sometimes you, you can't live your life just being absolutely, you know, pleasant up. in every situation mm. with everyone independently of, of what yeah. others do to you, because then you'll get exploited. You know, that's way it ends up being too naive. So you kind of need to be assertive when, when, when you, needed, when yeah. needed, even yeah. if you're someone, you know, super enlightened right. and understands the value of life. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you sometimes can be a bit more uh, standing your ground stand yeah. with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that with a slight difference, you know, the, in normal, most of us, you know, anger controls us, mm -hmm. whereas they control anger. Okay, yeah. I use it, push it away. Yeah. I'm, you know, so that kind of, uh, yeah. yeah. I, and all of these got kind of... All of these, all these themes, they're under the same umbrella, basically reaching, having a more spiritual life, a more fulfilling life. In the end, it's helping us you know, getting re ready to, to die one day. And that, that leads us to your book, mm -hmm. which is something we really want to wanna go into. So w would you mind sharing um, a, a bit more about that, uh, about what your book is about? And what was the journey, like writing that book? So the name of the book is Journey from Life to Life. Is that correct, Dr. Yeah. Krishna? Journey from Life to Life. Um, yeah. And uh, it is what it says, um, <laughs> Journey from Life to Life. So... <laughs> Uh, no, the reason I say that because many people expect that it's a spiritual book. It will talk about meditation or enlightenment and mm -hmm. all that. No, this is the journey from one life, you know, the, the circle. The journey from life and beyond is where you, you talk about meditation, enlightenment and other things. So this is more about how to live life successfully. Mm -hmm. So it, and then how to prepare you. So um, yeah, how to prepare for the end of life, and if there is something beyond that, how do you prepare for that? Mm. Oh, so it, it, it takes you in a very specific path and a scientific methodology, it, and with some stories, uh, uh, it goes there. 
So the first part of the book, which is about how to live life successfully, there is a, it talks about I infrastructure. Like uh, we have an infrastructure like here to do the podcast. You have the mic, I have the mic, I have the airports and we communicate and then, you know, put it out there as a podcast. So this infrastructure, which didn't exist before, is now available. So similarly, if you have uh, President Trump or, you know, the prime minister in India, they get elected. So the whole infrastructure is there and then they go into office. They get support of the staff and bureaucracy and everything. Similarly, there is a spiritual infrastructure. And uh, so we are um, born into a family and grow up, go to university. That's one infrastructure. There is another infrastructure which exists. And that's the people like Buddha or Jesus or Krishna. They have worked more on that, created bridges uh, between this world and the other world, you know, if you say that. And there is a definite science behind it. It's not just uh, belief. So when I'm doing even this interview or when I'm taking a vacation going to London from USA, I book my flight, I book my, you know, hotel, I plan out everything. But when it comes to dying or death, we say, I believe in this or I believe in that. We don't like to explore what really happens. Mm. So this book does raise questions, gives some answers of how you can prepare and talks about uh, the physical body, the astral body and how they uh, interact and how you can explore that astral body or ethereal body when you are like you and me. So if we start learning and knowing about that, then we know there is possibility or what happens or what can we do at the end of our life. Mm. Yeah, And it's such... So, such an important thing. I I, I, really I, I do feel like fear of death brings so much anxiety to so many of us. And a lot of people don't like to admit to it. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm not afraid of dying. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's bullcrap. You're not being honest about it because in reality, we, we're all a bit afraid of it. I guess it, it, what, it, it's what makes humans so different from other animals. It's that we have the conscious knowledge that we're going to die one day and these are su such important questions and, and obviously getting ready for for a more healthy well not healthy but more peaceful death if it's you know because healthy you can be you know you can be you can get quite sick obviously mm -hmm. um but yeah to die in a more peaceful way it should be such such a huge part of our um, of our life journey really and, and i guess it gets so overlooked doesn't it well, it gets overlooked because we somehow, you know, uh, as you said, you know, we go into um, fear, you know, so we deny, you know, we don't want to know anything about it. Or we start saying, okay, God will take care of it, you know. Yeah. We don't say that my vacation will be planned by God, but, you know, uh, that part God will take care of. I mean, we leave everything to someone else. Somehow we, we are good in just delegating that part, ignoring that thing. This book raises the question that I don't think you should ignore. And you no. do. It does matter how you live this life. And um, I mean, this is a, 
not a good story, but uh, uh, makes a great point. So I had a, you know, some one of the nurses, uh, like you know, that works in our hospital. She read the book, and she came to me one day and said, um, "I have to share something with you." I said, "Okay, go ahead." He said, "One of my friends' father was a uh, kind of very sick, and he's only in mid sixties, but he's kind of dying." So the daughter goes and says, what do you think about your life? You know, like, can you summarize how you feel satisfied, not satisfied, happy or whatever? How did you live? And uh, he was unable to talk much, but he said one word, wasted. Hmm. And that sounds so sad, you know, at the end of your life, you say, if you say that you have wasted your life. Um, I mean, of course, he had problems with alcohol, he had problems with drugs, and so, you know. Probably I mean, depressed. So, but if you have any of those problems, it's good to recognize it, you know, early and shape your health in a different way, uh, shape yeah. your life in a different way, so that at the end you can say, yes, I did everything, I know I'm happy, I'm satisfied. That yeah. is a better outcome. And then when you are ready to go, and I believe that, yes, we come back because uh, we have unfulfilled desires. So we come back, you know, and we are unable to do at some stage many of the things. So come back fresh. So when you come back, you come back with a higher level of flame, you know, where you can start your journey better. Um, so mm. living this life. Yeah. yeah, that's the word we use, reincarnation. Mm. But uh, many of us don't even want to know anything more about it but yeah. you know it's yeah it's that journey right i mean so mm -hmm. the are you into panpsychism like the idea that there might be you know consciousness as a dimension of the universe that is in every atom let's say you know in a quantum level have you ever yeah that's the that consciousness thing? you are talking about mm -hmm. i say that no we all have individual consciousness that so more of like dualism mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's more like whatever it's word like you you've got get. the mental and then the physical. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when you die, that piece, that flame mm -hmm. goes with, goes, you know, beyond you. Yes. The physical body dies, but the yes. flame is going. And because many people think that, you know, you are consciousness and then you merge into the bigger consciousness, mm -hmm. what you are talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I've been reading a bit about that. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's the concept many people teach. It, in you know but i am saying that no your individual consciousness stays as individual yeah i see yeah. i see and, yeah. and whether you come back or not after you die there is something of you that exists mm. some energy that, at, le at least some energy must be left some energy actually uh, we have a physical body and then there are seven other bodies around us around this physical body so the book talks about three of them, the physical body, and there is something called ethereal body, which is a vapor body, like a vapor. So when you feel sad, you feel very small. When you are happy, you feel expanded. That expansion and that, you know, feeling of big and small comes from that vapor body. Hmm. And the astral body is the one, if you have sometimes dreamed that you are flying or uh, you have nightmare, you can't move your body, you know, that's when your astral body is somehow outside and you have dreams of astral body or truly astral body is moving. 
Um, so that astral body is the one that does the journey after death. Hmm. And that's why some people can say, okay, I'm leaving this physical body and getting out of this. And uh, there is a story about Buddha. Like when he was going to die, he said, okay, I'm going to leave this body. So when that I am going to leave that body is the astral body takes over. And so it's, uh, there is a, um, and I feel that science should get into these things uh, either by experience or, you know, methodology will come. I mean, if we can make atom bombs or we can send, you know, probes it to sun, we should be able to get into this mm. kind of yeah. studies too. I 100% believe that. For yeah. sure, for sure. I mean, yeah, you. it sounds like you've been on quite the journey with writing your book. I'm actually curious to know what would you say the most important thing is that you learned throughout that process? If it's, you know, something maybe that our listeners could apply to um, to their lives or, um, but I'm definitely going to, yeah, be reading your book. I'm very yeah, fascinated. I, I think, uh, yeah, what did I learn? I, I learned a lot. I mean, first of all, I didn't want to write something that I didn't experience. So that meant a lot because I had to work, you know, meditate in certain direction. You know, when we say meditate, we use it like there is an end point. I close my eyes, reach an end point, come back. You know, there is meditation is a vast journey, as I said, you know, like going to Himalayas, you know. You can go to Mount Everest, you can go to different peaks. So similarly, you can decide which meditation you want to do. So there are meditations where you can go and explore yourself deeper inside. And uh, so that's one part of the journey. And then I learned so much after the book was released because I went to give book talks and uh, until COVID happens, of course. Uh, um, and that's you know, it's it's been a journey after that. Uh, so I gave book talks. Then there was suggestion I should do a workshop. So we are going to do a workshop, but then we couldn't do a physical workshop because it was March of 2020. And then I created this app. So all this has happened very late, you know, recently and as a follow-up of uh, things. And now I'm talking to you, which is I'm having great time talking to you. <laughs> oh, we are too. Oh, we're loving it too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, like you said, these questions, they're so important. You, you know, in, in the end, like what happens after death or even the origin of life in the universe, these, these are the most in, important questions in our existence. And um, sometimes it obviously bothers me that some people don't have the openness to discuss it you know, because maybe they're too attached to certain dogmas. Mm. And they don't want anyone disturbing those beliefs. But in the end, I mean, could be, what else should we be. discuss? I mean, what else? There's, no, there's nothing. There's there's really nothing. <laughs> like The weather. Well, yeah, I guess so. But, but it's yeah, such an important weather. question, you know. It's such an important question. And yeah. it really bothers me the lack of openness some people have to face these questions uh, with. You know, but it is getting mortality. better. But it is getting better. People are opening up more and more and more. Because I mean, you know, you look back asking that question, it was even more frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. you know, it really was. Yeah, true. Yeah, it was frowned upon. Now people are not frowning. I mean, they may look it's the other way, bit, but mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. 
But at the same the time, I there. think part of that may be fear that you mentioned. Yeah. Sometimes we fear of the unknown, you know, just leave it, you know, be. When it happens, it happens. I mean, why do I want to know? And so, well, an Indian that anxiety doesn't help in the now, in the present moment, in the life we yeah. have to live. Right. So, so yeah, we should we should kind of relax a bit more. <laughs> still, still discuss it. Obviously, I think I think it's very important. But not yeah. in a way that will make you anxious or afraid of dying. Obviously, but this we, is it. we want this is the all opposite. about being, yeah, being you know peaceful about it and seeing it in a new light and not seeing it in this fearful light. Because yeah. I think the true essence of it isn't a fearful thing. If we see it as a cycle, if we see it as a, yeah. you as know, as part a rebirth, of as a part of everything, then that's beautiful. And yeah. where, where does the fear come in? You know, it's it's all very, mm, yeah, it's interesting. I see that in sometimes in patients, you know, who who are diagnosed with something, you know, something not good, mm-hmm. and uh, there is a fear, you know, you're go- do going to do psychology. I mean, there are sometimes, you know, it's like, no, I don't have it or denial. You know, those things happen, and they don't want to do anything, but when the reality sets in, and you can talk them nicely mm-hmm. and explain to them, when they understand it, then they will say, okay, give me the treatment. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, it happens with our illness. Um, so, what is the psychology of not trying to find out about death? Um, will be a good study, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very, very interesting, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, why don't we want to know something and all? Uh, I mentioned sense. a story in the book as well, like that. You mentioned, you know, it's like it's it was uh, not an ICU patient, but uh, I had done a big surgery, and the patient, you know went home and then mm-hmm. came back sick and during the process one day he called me and he looked me in the eye and said he was about 87 88 years old i want to go now and that mm-hmm. i never forget that you know it was i mean i still remember his face and looking into me i want to go now i didn't know what to say of course you know we always as doctors we say okay oh, we can do this we can do that but then two couple of days later he was gone but I wondered, you know, at that time, does he know where he is going or do I know where he is going? And that's that's pushed me into putting this book into, um, you know, it's like uh, that was one of the trigger factors. In. It really impresses me. Some people face it so gracefully, mm. um, yeah. you know, the acceptance and how, I guess, comfortable they get with the idea and other people, it's just absolute yeah, fear, anxiety. Uh, borderline panic at times and it's very clear to me what in, in which side I want to be in one day when I have to face uh, death when it comes um, and obviously well until then it's a long journey yeah or who knows you know we never know <laughs> That's the thing. so yeah we can talk briefly about my you know the word that I use intermittent silence if you if you guys want uh, sure sure yeah, sure yeah, yeah. Sure. One of the practice, you know, practical things people can do. Let's do um, it. So, yeah. So, basically, um, 10 minutes a day. So, there are many retreats where you go 10 days of, you know, silence, not speaking. But I said, do it 10 minutes a day and this will, you know, transform your life. Because the, what happens uh, when you do practice of intermittent silence or, you know, peaceful, for 10 minutes is that your brain gets rested. So you start with closing your mouth. So when you close your mouth, 
you are closing all channels connected with communication, expression, and speech, and words, and there are vernix area and different areas of the brain, they are getting rest. Then you close your eyes, and then you close all the brain circuits connected with uh, the you know optic pathway or ophthalmic pathway or mm -hmm. observing pathway so it gets rested and then you become a silent listener uh, so all the sound that's happening around you there is no sound is a distraction so just you just let it pass by to listen do not analyze or, or interpret or say it's good or bad just let it pass by and the fourth one is silent watching of your thoughts. So let the thoughts just pass by, pass by. And do that for 10 minutes. And this 10 minutes sometimes is an uncomfortable silence because you're not used to it. You, you want it to over, you know, in three minutes. But once you get the hang of it, it becomes a great, great experience. But here is the better part. So I said, Go to your source. So you have gone to your source inside you. And there, then find the force. Star Wars, you know, the force be with you. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you have got, you by closing your mouth, uh, sorry, eyes and by silent listening, you have become a, a, an observer, a listener. And now you can create inside you an inner theater you, where you can practice what you want to do. Suppose you are going to do um, a surgery. You can make that theater as if it is the operation theater. The patient is lying there. These are the steps I'm following. Everything is going well. And you can control what, because it's your theater, inner theater. And so that way you can process that and become a very good presenter, very good, you know, things that outcomes can be, 90% of outcome can be controlled because you have already practiced it. The other is inner conversation. And that inner conversation is so beautiful. You know, the when we are watching what thoughts go by, that's one thing, you know, that is part of any meditation. But now you are creating an inner conversation so you can work it in two ways one is like uh, there is a book called chicken soup of the soul and uh, the author jack canfield and uh, you know his partner two of them what they did they say that they meditated on which titan to choose and it happens to many of us we don't have answers and we close our eyes and wait and sleep on it and the answer comes from within. So most of the answers, most of the thought process, they do come from within. But if you have practiced your intermittent silence, now you have created a zone where you can watch it more intensely. And, and you know, you have, the, you have the tools and technology to do that. So those conversations, they are coming. You can perceive that. The beauty of that is that you should write them down. Otherwise, you feel like, you know, it, they are very crystal clear when it, they come. But you, if you don't note them down half an hour later, you, you know, you say, what did I, what, what, what was that? Um, and the other inner, conver inner conversation is you can create the conversation. You can pick up a topic. You know, it's like people say, 
um, you are what you think, right? I mean, have you heard that line? And Buddha said that. You know? Oh, yeah. And many people say you are, but you know that 40 to 60 thoughts go in your brain every hour or every minute. So which one of that thought is, you know, that powerful? That recognizing that one thought is is an important one. You know, it's like in movies you will see these bomb squads, right? Cut the blue wire or the red wire. Which one is the one that that's the right one, right thought? So that thought, if you can pick that thought and then create a conversation around it, that is very powerful. So, so this intermittent silence, yes, you can go down in silent path, but it can also be used to bring power to you. This reminds me, I need to get my daily meditation session uh, in. Beautiful. <laughs> and I need to stop talking to myself so much. Uh, Sometimes when I'm, you know, when you're I by yourself and you're saying things, okay, now I need to do this. So I'm going, oh, why oh, did yes. I do that? And it's like, who are you talking? Like, why am I talking to myself you know, you know, I, out loud? Why don't I just shut up <laughs> and enjoy I, the you silence? You do it out loud. I do it out loud. Yeah, I, I do it out loud. I just speak to myself out loud when I'm by myself. Yes. Like, really, like. All the time, sometimes. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. I'm getting better but with it. I'm not. I'm getting worse. I've started to realize I do it on the streets. I'm speaking out loud on the streets. <laughs> no, no and, that's bad. And then I, re no, no, no one's around. And then no, I see, I'm like, okay, <laughs> no more Julieta. No more. <laughs> no more Julieta. But uh, you know, Julieta, your 10, uh, 86 billion neuron, neurons will thank you if, <laughs> yeah. if you give them 10 minutes of rest. Um, and then you can go and talk outside or talk inside as well. I mean, talking inside is the inner conversation mm -hmm. I'm talking about, you know. So, And that inner conversation is under your control, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I speak to that more than anything. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. I speak to it all the time. But yeah, that's why the rest is so important. It's so, so important. Because I, I mean, I truly feel like a different human being once I've got that 10 minutes a day of, you know, just silencing my mind and... I think it's very important and mm. I mean I don't know I especially need it you know yeah, walking down the streets I'm definitely getting a myself. bit better with it bit, <laughs> just a little bit I must say I enjoy it <laughs> yes yes it's you know it's enjoyable. like uh, I go hiking so when I go hiking I will go on top you know like an hour and it reach whatever you know point you want to get um, lie down on a bench or a rock and close your eyes and we have you know relax like as a timer 10 minutes time, it's beautiful. I mean, it's like you can Absolutely. hear the leaf, leaves rustling, birds chirping, you know, it's like nature. And the sound of nature is so beautiful. It's like you're li you literally get like comforted by this warm blanket of mother nature with all your senses. It's, yeah. Where you came from, basically. Yeah. And you Not just, these yeah. concrete walls. No, no. You, <laughs> and that's the thing. We get so absorbed by these concrete walls. We think that's all there is, but it's not. It's yeah. not. That's, that's yeah, do it, on the air, <laughs> do it on the airport. It was so funny, you know, I, one day, one time I was flying somewhere and in, in between, you know, it's like international flight. I, and uh, I just sat down, closed my eyes and I was going into meditation. And uh, when I woke up, I saw my son went away somewhere else. You know, he didn't want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> people are wondering who is this guy but you know who cares you know so is there anything you know you want to throw out there before we do wrap up is there any kind of last minute 
kind of no, wisdom no, I, I, coming to you. You want to chuck out there? It's not wisdom, but I want to thank both of you. Oh. I mean, it's been, it, it was really, as you said, you know, relaxed conversation. Exactly. We talked, like we talked nicely. We expressed well. And, you know, it was, yeah, I, I hope your listeners find it useful. Oh, absolutely. So sure they will. Thank yeah. you so much for being here today. It was an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And please, let's keep in you know, contact. would love to, you know, hear how everything's going with you. And if you, you know, get any more yeah. books released and uh, any new apps. Let us know, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, thank you no, so I much, Dr. Krishna. Thank you again. This, this has been you. great. It was a lovely conversation, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. And keep doing yeah, what you're doing. Yeah, remember, relax.org with two X. And the name of your book, Journey from Life to Life. Check it out. I've seen the links at least on Amazon. I found it. Yeah. But I'm sure it's probably on on sale in other platforms. So just check it out. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, who is listening to this episode. Thank you. And please do check us out on social media, uh, mainly Instagram. We like to be there. And give us a review on iTunes. Not iTunes. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. I always was, I'm still They've stuck in 2006. They changed it to Apple Podcasts I'm, I'm years ago. I'm in 2006. Ago. Years ago. And <laughs> this is how I know I'm just I'm just no longer, you know, down every with the kids. Time, every time. <laughs> iTunes every time. Like TikTok, what? Uh, right. You know. Anyway, it's, it's come to that stage in my life. Anyway. Sorry, guys. <laughs>